You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good. All the time. And all the time. Friends in Christ, the story of the Samaritan woman in our gospel today bears eloquent testimony to the fundamental changes that occur in the life of everyone who truly encounters Christ. Whoever truly encounters Jesus in his or her life, whoever converses with Jesus as that Samaritan woman did, can no longer ever remain the same. So when we meet and converse with Jesus, his words and his gestures are so provocative that we cannot but take a stand for or against Jesus. In the interesting dialogue between that woman the Samaritan woman, and our Lord. The secrets of our life, we are revealed to her. And I think sometimes a little bit in a brutal manner. Go and call your husband, say Jesus, and come back here. I have no husband replied the woman. So it seems, dear friends, there is always something dangerous about allowing Jesus to get so close to us. He violates our privacy. He brings up for discussions, things we would rather keep to ourselves. He makes us focus on things we would rather wish away. You are right in saying you have no husband, exclaimed Jesus. The fact is, you have had five husbands. And the man you are living with now is not your husband. Think for a moment. How many women would want to be told this kind of thing in their lives? Sometimes Jesus speaks in such a very brutal manner that you would think he is not only invasive, but he is just outrightly difficult. How can Jesus the one that should show mercy, speak in such a condescending manner 
to a sinner. Why would Jesus say to a woman, you have had five different men? In fact, the one you live with now is not even your husband. So difficult, so harsh. Yet, this is who Jesus is. He says it to us as it is. He does not romanticize words. He says it as it is, brutally frank. He confronts us with our weaknesses. So when Jesus reveals what is going on in our lives to us, he does so not because he wants to humiliate us, not because he wants to be an intruder and a pain in the neck, but because he wants to tell us the truth about God. He wants to confront us with the truth about ourselves and he wants to also tell us about the problems and prospects of our relationship with him. This is why he tells us precisely what he says. So initially, the Samaritan woman showed no interest in Jesus. And when Jesus asked her for a drink, instead of giving the drink, she evoked the racial barrier separating Jews and Samaritans. But by the time their conversation ended, by the time Jesus told her the truth about herself and about himself, a true encounter had taken place. Her lack of interest was transformed into enthusiasm. The fire for the love of Jesus was ignited, and now she had a different perspective about her life, about who Jesus is, and about the world. She not only believed in Jesus, she became a witness, telling the whole town about Jesus. The witness she bore about Jesus to her fellow Samaritans brought many to them to see Jesus. They too encountered him. And like it happens, after every encounter with Jesus, their lives were transformed. They became believers and they proclaimed their faith in Jesus. No longer does our faith depend on your story, they told the woman. We have heard for ourselves and we know that this really is the savior of the world. What may have inspired a generous response to the Lord Jesus by our friends, our catechumens, may also be the story of the Samaritan woman. They had this thirst, this desire to know who Jesus is. 
And day by day, step by step, they responded to this great invitation. Like the Samaritan woman, they also said, Lord, you are the living spring, welling up waters for eternal life. And they have submitted themselves also to journey towards that great day when they shall receive him. This gospel episode of the encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman is an invitation to every one of us to look around and to look within. It is an invitation to look and see the Samaritan woman in each of us. For in our days, the Samaritan woman represents a great number of Christians, men and women, who have nothing against God, but who practically have no time and no place for him in their lives because their preoccupations are many and because they are simply just too busy. They are preoccupied with the search for their means of livelihood. They want to make money. They care about prosperity, their careers, and many other legitimate preoccupations that are in themselves good. Perhaps, just maybe, some of us, even here at this Mass, belong to this category of Christians. So like the Samaritan woman who was preoccupied with the water she went to draw from the well that she did not want to pay attention to Jesus. Such people find it just difficult, if not impossible, to open up to what God is offering them in Christ Jesus. To such people, Jesus addresses the same words as he addressed to the Samaritan woman. If only you recognized God's gift and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living water. So at the holy sacrifice of the mass, as we do every day, we, like the Samaritan woman, encounter Jesus with his gospel. He opens our lives before us. And with his body and blood, he satisfies the deeper hunger and thirst in us. To each of us, Jesus is saying this morning, dear friends, like he said to the woman at the well, give me a drink. Give me a drink. Give me your time. Give me your talent. Give me your treasures. Give me your life. I mean your whole life. 
what will your response be? What will your response be? So if only we recognized how God cares for us, we would care more about him. If only we recognized the impact of God's gift of love, we would devote all our life, all our energy to show God our gratitude. If only we recognized that the strength to pursue our preoccupations comes from God himself, we would have been able to recognize him as the greatest of all our preoccupations. Let us observe the multitude transformation that took place in the life of the Samaritan woman during her encounter with the Lord. From the initial lack of interest to a deeper conversation, from the conversation with Jesus to faith in him, and from faith in Jesus to witness about Jesus. This is exactly what our brothers here, the catechumens, the various stages of their lives and transformation is all about. She did not just become a woman of faith. She became a woman whose faith in Jesus was contagious. She went into the town to tell her friends and family about who Jesus is. She brought many others to him. She contaminated others with her faith in her newfound love, Jesus Christ. So to meet Jesus, to find time to converse with him, to believe in him, to tell others about him, and to contaminate the world with one's faith in Jesus. Dear friends, this is for me a beautiful summary of what Christian life should be. This is what every one of us today is challenged to do. We have found Jesus. We have conversed with him. We believe in him. Let us go out there and share our faith with many others. Let us contaminate the world let our faith become infectious. Let us bring others to Jesus. And this becomes the task for every one of us. Let me end with a very famous joke that I know most of you have heard of a man named John Smith. He was the only Protestant to have moved into a Catholic, typical Catholic neighborhood. So on the first day of Lent, John Smith was outside grilling a big joyous steak. 
Meanwhile, all his neighbors were out there eating cold tuna fish for dinner. And this practice went on every Friday. So on the very last Friday of Lent, the men in the neighborhood met and decided to convert John Smith to Catholicism. And what was the reason to stop him from tempting them to eat meat on Fridays? So they went over and talked to John Smith. And they left feeling so happy that finally John Smith had accepted to become Catholic. And after the usual intensive training in Catholic catechism, they took him to their priest who baptized John Smith and announced, John Smith, you were a Baptist. You were raised a Baptist, but now you are a Catholic. So the man naturally left feeling so happy, feeling so relieved, that their biggest Lenten temptation had been resolved. So the next year's Lenten season rolled by so quickly. And on the first Sunday of Lent, at supper time, when the neighborhood was just settling down again to eat their tuna fish, came the wafting smell of stick down from the grill. The neighborhood men could not believe their nose, their noses. What's going on? They called each other and they went to John's yard to see if he had forgotten. It was first Friday of Lent. And so the group arrived just in time to see John, their friend, their new Catholic friend, standing over his grill with a small pitcher of water. He was sprinkling some water over his stick on the grill and saying, you were a cow. You were raised a cow. But now you are a fish. <laughs> I thought John Smith was so cute. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we ask the Lord in this Mass to lead us to the living spring and to give us the grace that we need to stay true to our Lenten observance through Christ our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.